Welcome. I welcome you to Ran Out of Talent Podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. And you got Joe Jr. running the show. Me? I'm a man just trying to just rip up a couple freestyles just for you. Tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take anything. Just get a hold of Junior or Joey and talk about it. But if you the ball on top, you're going to be going to talk about it. So better be ready for Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr. And with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going, Joey? Whoop, whoop, scopey, dump, dump. It is Wednesday. Yeah, man. It's been a long, long couple of weeks, um, but yeah, it's been good. Uh, what have you been up to? You've been wrenching. Hey, first off, so you said you've been looking for an office chair, and I sent you coordinates of an office chair. Did You You did not pick it up yet. No, I did not. I'd seen that yesterday, and I thought about going to get it and realized what time it was and went, oh, shit, I got to get home. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's just right by my house. I thought you, are you in, uh, staying in Elk River much anymore or what? Oh yeah. Okay. As, uh, as a couple of people that listen to this podcast know, I am still heavily in deep in a relationship with my girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I mean, who, who said anything different really, you know? Oh, yeah, it's same old, same old, you know, same stuff, different day. Yeah. So, where should we start? Should we start with the NCTS? Should we start with dollars, first points raise? What should we start with? Uh, I want to throw it out there quick. Yeah. This weekend, Ogilvy Raceway, topless nationals. It is a topless race. All the race cars take their roofs off. In dedication to breast cancer awareness. Oh, okay. See, that makes uh, my one of my buddies, uh, Justin A. Strike, used to do that all the time. And I haven't seen him at all this year. I think he's done. That's kind of what I heard. Yeah, I mean, he he was telling me the money and the sponsorships, and I was just like, I mean. He probably looks at like, yeah, I have fun. I win every now and again, but he probably wants to retire, you know, within the next 15 years. Oh, absolutely. And everybody listening right now, excuse the noise in the background. I am doing this podcast remotely. I am uh, not able to get to my computer until late, late tonight. And I figured, you know what? If we're cool with it, let's just do it, uh, do it on my way home from work here on the way to the shop. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so that'll be cool. Um, I, I always wondered why they took the roofs off, but now it makes sense. Yep, I, that I, is, this is a one-time thing, once-a-year thing. It is the last race of the season. Yep. And just so fortunate, uh, I'm actually driving a car. Oh, really? What are you driving? I am driving a Superstock. Okay, so you got her, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. I got a ride for the weekend. Yeah, we can say that. <laughs> well, that's good. 
So have you ever raced full scale cars or have you just been a wrench? No, I, uh, I used to own one. It actually, I had two of them. One was a Cavalier and the other one was a neon. So you did the, um, compact. Yeah. Hornets. Yep. Yeah. That'd be fun. I've driven my dad's car a couple times and I've done some other stuff with the, uh, guy i used to work with over the road i did some stuff with him too cool yeah well good luck this weekend i'll need it oh yeah so uh we should talk about the ncts i gotta bring up uh results here dude i am so tired for some reason the dog had me up at three o'clock in the morning she's sick she ended up puking and all that Oh, no. Yeah, what do you do? It's a dog. True. Dogs puke. True. Um, yeah, it was... So, let me pull up my notes about the race. So, um, first off, um, I was a little disappointed that only half of the Region 7 team that signed up, showed up for Team Associated. And that was a little bit of a bummer. It was just Region 7 team that was there was me, Kyle Holmberg, and Braden. And Braden, yeah, he's Region 7, but he's uh, more under uh, Brett Tilke. Right. So, but I mean, dude, it's just, I wish there was just a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I heard uh, Rona wasn't there. What was up with that? I don't know. I heard family emergency, and I didn't dig it any farther, or some kind of oh. emergency. I can't even say family. I just heard he had a, some kind of emergency. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah, I was bummed out about that. Um, So, we start out practicing. Dude... <clears throat> Jason, I love Jay Concepts. I love their races for the most part. But dude, the no sauce thing was not a good thing. Really kicking your ass this weekend? Not just my ass. Um, I'm not gonna. I just lots of talk in the pits. But here's mm. here's the real deal. When you run no sauce at a race event that size your tires are good for two runs mm-hmm. and then you put them in your box for next time you run when you can sauce them if you were able to sauce them you could do the whole weekend on probably one set for practice and one set for racing for sure you could um I, i'm not sure if he's aware of that you would think he is. I know last year with those, uh, what were we running last year? Swaggers twin, and Twin Pins, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Last year, um, the, I learned that the second run on those tires was the best run those tires are ever going to have. Yep. Yeah, the first run was rough, the second run was the best, and the third run was the worst. <laughs> yep. And anything after that was just kind of an uphill gamble. Yeah, same with the Swaggers. Once they lost a little bit of that sharp edge, they were gone. 
At least with yep. no with no sauce, I should say. Right, right. You could sauce them and not run them bald. That's a ridiculous statement, but you could run them quite a bit more. Yeah. Um, so the track was a fun layout. We went the other way. We went um, counterclockwise, which was weird. <laughs> It definitely uh, is weird going that way. It you is. You're so used to going one way, and you, they switch it up, and you go the other way. It's like, oh, man, this is not comfortable whatsoever. It wasn't. I practiced a ton, and, you know, I got the layout down and all that stuff. Personally, I got to figure out what my deal is. So it's a national event, and, okay, good example. Um, Round three of Stock Buggy. That's a good example. I'm on a run that would put me 12th overall in expert stock. I crash almost a full lap away in the last minute and a half, and I end up 19th for a round. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of a typical thing with carpet, though. You crash and you mess up, and it's uh, there goes that run. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it just seems I'm way cleaner at... You know, regular club racing, carpet racing. Oh, you're not so you're not so stressed. You're not so tensed up at a I, club I, race, whereas at a big race, you tense up a little bit more and start to get nervous. I think <laughs> that's part of it. Another part, I I don't know. I think I think there's a mental block there that I'm not seeing. And is it worth finding? I mean, it's RC racing. <laughs> Did you get a case of the Vanderhydes while you were there? What's that? The jitters? A little bit. Not that okay. bad. A little bit. Um, But, yeah, my car's perform That new four-wheel. Ooh, man, that thing was sweet. It looks like a good car. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Dude, it was a very good car. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I was able to break it in at Dollar the prior week. But then I started going through it more and more and doing this and that and the other, put in plastic gears in the diffs, put in a center diff, took out the slipper because if you have plastic gears in and you're running a slipper, you're going to pop the gears. That's a definite. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I did a bunch of other stuff to the car and it was a blast to drive. I really enjoyed it. The B64... It was a great car also. I I enjoyed both cars thoroughly. It's just me. It was me the whole weekend. Like, I would be close to a top 10 run, and then I would just kick myself in the dick, and it happened over and over and over. And then, yeah, no, I, in the mains, I made really stupid mistakes. I don't know, man. I was It happens. That's racing. I know. I just want to figure it out. Um, so when Matt Olson from Matt Olson Designs got there, he just put his stuff down across from me just before he set it up. Mm -hmm. And I just said, hey, how's it going? And then we started talking, and oh, my God, he put me down a rabbit hole for fist scale that I'm never going to emerge from. Oh, no. Yeah, I got I got plans. I got plans. I'm I'm gonna say that, but dude, he was he was a serious help. He really was. Um, uh, just as far as 
just letting me know about fist scale stuff. And he says, this is overpriced garbage. This is what you want, blah, 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 blah. And I have something new coming like next week for this. So wait before you buy this and that. And yeah, you know, I'm not going to say nothing because I'm going to let him release his own product. But yeah, exciting stuff for the from Matt Olson. I let uh, Dave Duncan drive my fist scale because, dude, that was such a relief when Dave Duncan showed up to run races. You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, I heard that was a a plus to everything. Dave Duncan. So Dave Duncan's been announcing races around here since we'll call it 2015, 2014, around there. Whenever, mm-hmm. whenever Brandon Skews opened up a track, that's how long he's been announcing. He used to do this terribly annoying Ric Flair woo over the mic. That, I mean. It enraged people. <laughs> it do. I mean, we'd have headaches. We'd we'd all be upset about it. But uh, he's way better. I mean, he's he's always better. Every but now he's world class race director and announcer. Mm-hmm. He really is. Dave Duncan's awesome, but he did break the shit out of my fist scale. <laughs> That's oh, okay. No. no, it's okay. I had to go through it anyways. It was just an A-arm, no biggie. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was also, so when we were out there, the track was soaked. It was like sleeting. Yep. Um, yeah. So I also um, sat at the next table from the pros. Um, that was, the pros are good dudes. Um. You know, it was, I want to say, it was Brock Champlin, Spencer Rivkin, Lee Setzer, and was it Tyler Jones? Tyler Hooks. Tyler Hooks, yeah. Tyler Hooks was there. And, all you know, they're good good guys. And I, I, I could hear the banter, you know. It, it was funny, but it's like, I mean, they're just kids in their early 20s that are making a tough living on the road racing RC cars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I sat directly behind Kyle Holmberg and Brock Champlin, and when Brock Champlin won both four-wheel and two-wheel mod, there was not one smile on his face. He's like, well... It was kind of like, well, that's all over. On to next week. It was that kind of situation. Oh, man. But, I mean, I- I'm sure he was smiling on the inside, but it's like you swept both mains. You won two out of three A mains immediately, and he's just like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spencer Rifkin was really putting it on, like, on his tail. He just couldn't find a clean place to pass. Yep. No, but it was awesome. The the no real controversy. Um they totally tore down the top three cars in um the stock classes for expert. What else was I gonna say about it? There were about 
200, there are about 40 dead entries. So I would say there's about 205 live entries. About 40 of them were dead. Okay. Um, they must have paid because I'm asked Duncan. It's like, why don't you delete them? He goes, I was told not to. <laughs> it's like, okay, huh. okay, which is fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, if they if they paid, whatever. Uh, let's go through some results. Um, thirteen five expert four wheel drive buggy. Matthew Michelson wins that one, followed by Kyle Holmberg in second and Tyler Hooks in third. Um. We'll go with two-wheel drive modified buggy. Uh, Brock Champlin wins that one, followed by Spencer Rivkin in second, and Lee Setzer in third. Uh, 17.5 expert two-wheel. Kyle Holmberg wins that one. Jake Wiggs coming up from Bad Fast Hobbies takes second. Tyler Hooks takes third. Um, yeah, the, the Bad Fast Hobby guys were fast. <laughs> they, they came and brought it this year. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Four-wheel modified buggy. Brock Champlin wins that one. Spencer Rivkin second. Lee Setzer third. Uh, special note, Seth Van Dalen comes home in fourth. So, and down hero. yeah, I'm going to go through this one just for Al, even though he broke spec slash <laughs> Chad Johnson, God damn it, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Johnson wins it. Xander takes second and David Ohm comes home third. Ow, what the hell? We're supposed to be shotgunning over this shit. I was marshalling. So he made a couple mistakes. He lost the lead. And then he was pushing it really hard. And then it's like he like hit a board while he was pushing it, and he shot out an axle. Oh. Yeah. He did the same damn thing at Dollar Hobbies a week prior. Get rid of those stupid tracks. You can't. You can't. I know. You got to make up some sort of rule for that. I mean, those things are cheap. They're not a fucking slide for Christ's sake but that's but the funny thing is it didn't come out of the slide the pin the u-joint like set like if i wasn't marshalling i would have been able to piece it back together and put them back on the track oh okay i got this so so the pin came out of the u-joint you know yeah 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 i got you know so yeah We'll go to um, Dollar Hobby's points race. Hold on. Let me go. They actually had uh, races. Huh. Well, oh, they they pre-made the events. Okay. Okay. I see what they did. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? All right. First race of dollar hobbies happened last week the week before the ncts i was able to announce this one while i'm the announcer for all the points races um dude it was a great time it was a quick night the layout was good and we had a lot of good racing uh two-wheel drive stock buggy kyle holmberg comes home with the win in that one 
It was so he crashed early on, and if you crash at Dollar Hobbies, you're a half lap down. He had to make that up. Joey Carlson took second. John Shore took third. Um, four wheel buggy. It was just Joey Carlson, Mike Luplo, and Ryan Knutson. Um, Spec Slash, uh, Bree beat out Alan Smith because Alan Smith did the same exact thing as he did at the NCTS. And Sportsman, Zach uh, Pano won that one, followed by Taylor Smith and Austin Smith. It was, dude, we were out of there at 845, and it was good racing all the way around. I mean, fuck yeah, for a Friday night. Yeah. So, and I had to work the next morning, so it was especially good. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you we want to hit, or should I get into notes? I mean, this is RC specific. I was gonna go on to the big car stuff, but we'll stick with the RC stuff. Well, what happened with big cars? Did your dad win? A lot of stuff happened. Did your dad uh, win? But, no, but he. He got the uh, points championship for the weekend that he was down in Missouri. So that was cool. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, it was a week-long race. He went down there on a Sunday or a Saturday. I forget which one. Okay. Practice was on Monday, and then he didn't race until Thursday. Dude, that sounds awful. It actually was a lot. He said it was a lot of fun because they didn't only stay at the track, but they also went and did other activities while they were down there. Yeah, I mean, I suppose Missouri can be all right in certain spots. Um, I was going to say that NCTS was too long, and that was four days. Yeah, he was down there for six. Oof. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that life. Um, but this weekend, uh, and that was last weekend, right? Yeah, that was last weekend. No, two weekends ago. I don't know. It was somewhat within the last month. Yeah. Um, and then last weekend, I get my weekends mixed up. Two. I had the last weekend of the weekend before. I went to Ogilvy again. They had their uh, fall classic race, and yeah. that that was pretty fun. Uh, I didn't get to race in that one, but I got to pit for a few guys and. A couple guys I pitted for, they were doing really well. They were running first and second until both of them broke out. Oh, that sucks. But you were the one pitting for them, so isn't that your fault? No, because <laughs> one of them was um, a mechanical issue. Power steering line blew. Okay. And then the other the other one, the guy got shoved into the wall and ripped his whole rear spoiler off. Yeah, that'll hurt. And for the guys that know weight models, they really depend on that spoiler. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Um, before we get into notes, um, go to pwrmerch.com and check out our T-shirts. You got the classic logo. You got the If You Ain't Got Balls, You Ain't Going Fast shirt, and you got the redesigned shirt um, for Ran Out of Talent. Just search Ran Out of Talent in the search bar Check out all the other T-shirts, and I think there's a Tumblr and all that stuff. Check out all the merchandise at pwrmerch.com. Buy, buy a ran out of talent shirt and then another shirt. It, it supports your uh, local Minnesota racing. Speaking of T-shirts, I actually finally saw uh, one in the wild. Uh, Pat, uh, 
Pat Boyd had one. He had the, if you ain't got balls, you ain't going fast at dollar hobbies. <laughs> and then, uh, he wore the classic one, uh, Thursday practice at, uh, at, um, NCTS. But uh, yeah, nice. yeah, I've seen a, there are some in the wild and that makes me super happy. Hell yeah. So a couple things have happened in the past week. Um, let's talk um, worlds and nationals coming up. So hobby action in Arizona got the um, 2023 IFMAR Worlds for 10 scale. So you know there's going to be a lot of people trying to make that list. Um, I think that'll be awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm sure you've seen the hobby action facility in Arizona, haven't you? Yes, I actually uh when I was down there I stopped in there to check it out. Yeah, it's baller, man. Um another thing Ifmar did that is baffling as shit to me, the next 1A scale worlds is going to be held in Brazil. The most crime-filled country in South America. Like they hold a lot of UFC fights in Brazil, and I hear the horror stories of like fighters that, dude, they're not allowed to leave their hotel rooms unescorted. It's it's not a nice place. It's really strange that they chose Brazil. I guarantee, I, I bet there's a lot of top drivers that don't show up at Brazil. There may just be. Dude, it's dangerous. I mean, dangerous. Um, so one more quick thing, and I just heard this. I wonder if this is because Roar doesn't pay the tracks that hold nationals jack shit. If you go and look and see what the tracks actually get paid, it's peanuts and it's pathetic and it's terrible. What uh, the exploitation of the tracks that hold nationals is terrible or the genre of racing is falling to the wayside, but there has been no bids for the one ten scale clay nationals. Hmm. At this point, that would probably be locked in. So I don't know. What, what do you think that is? First off, do you, I could, do you know what a Nationals track gets paid? No, but it's got to be a healthy amount. No. Roar gets it. Roar gets yep. it, and they send their overbloated team and spend the money on awards. So the track gets, last I looked, the track got $1,500 until they hit X amount of entries, then they got another $1,500. 
And then they don't share in any of the entries really until they sell out where the national tracks make the money is selling sponsorship and all that stuff. Like, yo, dude, it's total. Like, you know, let's say a roar race sells out at 300 entries. That's $30,000. And the host track would see nowhere near that. Cause usually I mean, it's plus or minus, but usually a sellout roar race is around 300 entries. I think that's considered all the way sold out. I think the 1A scale fuel nationals, I think they let a few others sneak in. I don't know. But, dude. And there, I bet, well, here's the deal. Like, there's tracks that, you know, they build giant tracks and they spend, roar doesn't, pay to have the track built either they literally show up run tech run announcing and they have i'll be fair i haven't been to aurora nationals in 12 years it's been 12 years since i've been to aurora nationals but the awards were just a lame plaque that's all they are Mm -hmm. so anyway so, but then again, a lot of people are going to carpet. They are because there's less tire games. There's less fuckery. There's less chemicals. There's more carpet tracks now than there are clay tracks. Do you think it could be a mixture of both? It very well could be. Because, I mean, how, I mean... Like, I bet if Roar went to the guys at the Hobbyplex and said, hey, would you hold the Nationals? I'm sure Alex would say probably, maybe. <laughs> but the problem with the Roar Nationals is they're held, like, July-ish, sometimes August, and they have the J-Concepts INS around July. And that's a way bigger event for the Hobbyplex than the Roar Nationals, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. We might not have a Dirt Nationals. Which is a sh- I mean, I don't race dirt anymore, but I liked watching it. I love watching Dakota Fend and Spencer and all those guys in Mayfield. Dude, I'll watch them race Tyco cars in a parking lot. Yeah. So hopefully a proper facility gets that stuff. Um, did you see the, you're not really in the honor crowd, are you? No, not at all. Well, there's a gigantic international race in New York that was held. There was, it was just, Cheating with sauce. I heard there was spiked SXT there. Like they're putting an additive in there. But mm-hmm. but also a person had sauce. So that race, there's a sauce table that is sponsored by SX, SXT. Um, and you're not supposed to have any sauce in your pits whatsoever. A dude had sauce in his pits, got called out on it. There was a giant argument. 
then the dude did bad in his race because he got disqualified for the rounds he ran, so he had to start from the back. And there was almost a physical altercation. But it's like, dude, you're the one who cheated. I mean, the dude tried to dress it up, but cheating's fucking cheating, man. It is. They say no sauce in the pits. There's no sauce in the pits. And from what I heard was it smelled funny. That's not a good thing. SXT has no smell. I mean, God damn it. Literally, so this NCTS was a no-sauce race. I took all the sauce out of my bag and put it on my desk at home. Um, Just because it's whatever. Um, I heard that there's going to be a new outdoor on-road track in Lincoln, Nebraska to replace the old one, so that'll be cool. The old one was like a national facility, but it was in a public park. So I'm not exactly sure what happened there. I wonder if the public park um, said, this always happens to tracks in public parks. Yeah, They'll be like, yeah, this could be used as something else. And they kick the RC guys off to the side. But uh, yeah, there's new track in Lincoln. Sorry, not exactly exciting. Ooh, here's something. There's a new 1A scale buggy coming to the market, and I don't know why. It's called a Sparko. This Facebook page was created October 11th. No information was announced. Have you seen, have you heard anything about this Sparko buggy? Nothing about it. Well, if they're not doing anything special and they're not doing anything innovative, it's a goddamn shame. We don't, the A-scale market doesn't need this shit, dude. Why would they Bud their no, budge your nose into this overinflated situation. It's like when you hear another tire company, it's like, oh, great, who gives a shit? <laughs> well, dude, seriously, it's like, so they make this Facebook page, they sponsor the post, and then no information after that except for a silhouette of the car. The car itself looks like every fucking A-scale buggy out there. I want to know what's special of it out of it or does it come from the same chinese manufacturers every other a scale buggy out there there's two of them two chinese manufacturers make a scale buggies you know kyosho might make their own i'm not sure about that also x-ray sorry gotta take x-ray has her own factory at the hoodie arena mm-hmm but extra, but you know, for the most part, in general, we'll say eight out of ten A scale buggies are made in the same two goddamn factories. I kind of wonder what somebody's motive is behind this. The buggy better be innovative, or the pricing better be innovative. Right. 
they better sell it at on a main hobbies at let's say it's the best of the best buggy let's say it's top shelf which i've never seen a version one buggy be top shelf maybe the mayako but that had a lot of testing that that's you know a lot of jq stuff in there too um i i don't know man i don't i don't so they better price it at you're already 50% pri- like they better be selling those buggies at $375 a buggy or it better be the most innovative thing in the world or you got to ask yourself what are we doing here there's i i don't see a point in it yet they make a facebook page a week ago and then radio silent no other pictures no video, no explanation of what the hell they're even trying to do in this A-scale market. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, things we don't need. We don't need new car manufacturers. We don't need new tire manufacturers, body manufacturers. We don't need new battery people. We don't need new, we don't need anything. Really, we don't need anything. We have it all. We have the best of it all. And if you're not going to be tippy, tippy top, the best of it all, you better get the fuck out. I love your brutal honesty sometimes. Dude, it's... You know, companies like uh, TLR, you got to give them like... A tickly way, because one, their history. Um, like, but two, they are coming out with something new that will probably decimate all with their new two-wheel drive buggy, but it's not going to be out for probably a year, maybe a little less. But yeah, anyway. Like, guys like TLR, there's room for them because they've been around since the 80s. But you're brand new. And again, if you're not the best, go away. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that uh, targeted ad on Facebook for Sparco? No. I actually just tried looking for it and couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of new... AE has released their new Truggy. I'm excited to get that for 40 plus. Well, or you can just buy mine. No. <laughs> because they fixed the uh, gearboxes on this one. That's why, I mean, at this point, we're battling for millimeters at this point. Um, the one thing that the RCA 3.2, which you know by firsthand, it was lacking reliability because of the gearboxes. Mm-hmm. Um, you pulled out rod ends, though. That's weird. I think I figured that out. Good. Um, but yeah, one of the first things that they um talk about is um. 
the front and rear gearbox. Well, they talk about the innovative front end geometry first, and the second thing they talk about is the front and rear gearbox. So, dude, I mean, they fix it. the RC8 3.2 with the new gearboxes would probably be a, still a podium truck. Absolutely. There was nothing wrong with the way that truck handled. Like, I know people out there who were running standard RC8 T3s, not even a point one, and then they just jammed B4 gearboxes in there and were rocking it this year. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. <sighs> potentially excited for it still haven't decided yet um still haven't decided what i'm gonna do next summer because i I, i've talked about it before on here that when i'm at an mnrc event i am having the greatest freaking time in the world it's a blast but when i'm at home and doing maintenance on my a scale stuff i am having the worst time in the world and I'm angry and short fused and I hate it. So yeah, I got to figure that out. Um, let me pull up more notes. Um, there's going to be a new paintworks video. If it's not already up, it should be coming up Friday. I believe Corey said, it's, I guess it was um, a lot of work. You put a lot of editing hours in this one. I'm looking for the message. He said um, he's planning on dropping the video Friday at 5 p.m. Um, it It's for MNRC round number four. It was just a long edit. And it's got the epic truggy battle between uh, Greg Bommel and Josh Ford, all that stuff. So that's going to be one you want to check out. Check out uh, Paintworks Racing on YouTube. Check out all of his videos. But uh, this Friday at 5, he's going to have the LSRCC roundup. So that'll be awesome. I I really hope I'm in that one because there were some good battles going on there. Does that one show you breaking? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sure it probably does. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get into schedules and questions, one of the last notes I have is um, Robert Battier. It's rumored that he's going to leave Mugen at the end of this year. Um, speculation is to Mayako. And that w- that would make sense because he did um, the invisible speed in Spanish for JQ and all that. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of ties to Mayako right now. Uh, yeah, what do you think? That'd be a good place for him. Yeah. So let's go through schedule. Um, the next few weeks are busy with racing. Next Saturday, dude... I was going to try to make... So next Saturday, Thunder Road is having a trophy race. I was going to try to make it, but um, I have to work at least half day. 
And then uh, a UFC card that I've been looking forward to for months is going to be on at 1 p.m. Normally they're on at 9 p.m., but this one's in Abu Dhabi, and I really want to watch it. So it's going to be on at 1 p.m. on Saturday. So I'm going to have to sit this one out. Plus, I just spent four days at Thunder Road. I love Thunder Road, but that's a long time to spend anywhere. But, I mean, dude, the layout's awesome. Allegedly, this is going to be the last layout on this carpet. And it's a club race, so they're going to allow sauce. That's one reason I kind of want to go there. I want to see how much faster it is with sauce. I bet you it's at least six-tenths faster a lap. At least. And way more consistent. Um, then the week after that, oh, also Saturday, non-points race, um, opener at the toy box. That's on the 22nd, but, um, the weekend of the 29th. So the weekend of the 29th, you got a few things for the on-road guys. You have the bone crusher coming up at MMR. Uh, it's a great kickoff to the season. It's a race Andrew has every year. I'll tell you what, Joey, just go and watch. Go, I was actually thinking about going there and watching. Not yeah, gonna lie. But but do it for the bone crusher. Because Andrew goes he goes fucking wild for Halloween. I'm dead serious. Like the track is almost like a haunted house. It's awesome. So yeah, definitely check out the Bone Crusher. Bone Andrew and Halloween, that's like peanut butter and chocolate. Um also the 29th you have the Toy Boxes first points race on the AstroTurf. I am going to be at that one. And then um yeah, we're going to be recording before then, so but if you don't listen to the next episode, um, I'm going to be calling races at Dollar Hobbies November 4th for their second off-road points race. But we're going to be recording before then. So do you have anything? I don't. Like I said, I've been so invested in the big car racing lately, I really haven't paid much attention to the RC world. I got you. Well, this will be the last one for you, so then you can get back in it. Yep. Um, let's get into some questions. We had a couple. Let me make sure there's not any new ones. I don't think there are. There are not. There's a heated debate a little bit on one of the questions, but we'll we'll talk about that one in a bit. Um, sorry. Let's get to the first one. First one's from Tyler. Oh. I, I I think his last name's pronounced Abart, but it, it could be. Abart. Yeah, I'm bad at that shit, man. And I have a bad, I, I have a poor, a hard to pronounce last name myself. So, um, as silly season is getting closer, who do you think is going where? I don't know who's going where, but I can predict who's leaving. I could see Mayfield leaving Yokomo. I 
But I, I said that last time. I did, and he stayed. I think he's one of the only paid drivers for Yokomo right now, too, though. I could see potentially Tessman leaving X-Ray. Um, I could see Van Dalen leaving Techno. Do you think CJ Jellen lands on an actual team next year? I don't know. That's hard to say. He's halfway acting like he's on Associated because, like, you know, he shared the post for the new Associated Truggy, like, I can't wait to get this and all that. And that'll be interesting. I don't know. Do you, who do you see leaving and going? Do you see anybody any well, like Mayfield? Where would you see Mayfield landing? Do you think he would join Schumacher on the ten scale side? I think he'd go associated on ten scale side. You can't just do that. He would. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah, I'd probably yeah. About the only other option is Schumacher, hey? Yeah, I mean. If, don't get me wrong, Mayfield could shock the world and uh, leave Mugen too. Remember, ah, you weren't racing at the point when he left Team Associated. Were you? No, I was not. Oh, that. I think, I forget who left first. I forget it. Was it Cav or Mayfield? It's like one left and then the other left. And it just blew the RC world up. It's like, holy shit. You thought they were both going to be there forever. And then, yeah, Mayfield went to TLR for a couple of years. And then he landed on Mugen. But him and Adam Drake work so damn well together. I don't see him leaving unless Adam Drake goes with him. Yeah, I can see that. But Mugen's got such a solid race car right now. If he's truly getting paid, and I mean truly getting paid, I don't see me. I mean, that's Ryan Mayfield's job has to be the safest in the RC world right now. It has to be. Gotta be. <sighs> this... There is no proof of this, and I doubt it would happen. But I want to see Jared Tebow leave Techno and go back to Kyosho and be teammates with Ryan Lutz again. I want to see that. That'd be good. I, I have not heard anything. Don't I wish I had a button that says, these are not even speculations. It's a dream. It's not even a speculation. Mm-hmm. I could see Spencer Rivkin potentially leaving Team Associated. I've been hearing that on other podcasts. And the more they talk, the more it makes sense. But you never know. I mean, Rivkin's been there for his whole professional career. But do you think the grass would... Do you think the grass would be greener on the other side? Where would he go? He won't. I, I don't know. He won't go to Schumacher. Um, I could tell you that much. I don't know either. I that's tough. 
That is really tough. It's hard to say. Every silly season, this way I look at it, every silly season is a big game of musical chairs. And every silly season, one of those seats gets taken away and somebody's left out in the cold. And then you usually don't see those people racing again. At least not at a professional level. Sure. So, I don't Very know. True. I don't know. I hope to see... Uh, I'll say this. I hope to see the best things happen for Seth. That's what I hope to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Ling is wondering, watch most of the J-Con race all weekend. Track look consistent, but wondering how much setup you had to change. Did grip get better or worse? How were the patches? Do you feel the event is worth it to out-of-state people? How many people do you think will do the series at the Toy Box and Thunder Road to plan through the winter? He goes, that's enough thoughts till I actually get back out there and race. Go on, Road. Um. So first, grip. Grip got worse, and then it got better. Because he changed the direction of the track. And there was still sauce in the track from like the weeks prior. So that sauce dried up and it got worse. And Friday was brutal. But it's like like Thursday was good. Friday was getting brutal. And about like a quarter through Saturday it was getting better. If that makes sense. So it got worse and then it got better. Mm-hmm. Um, how were the patches fucking slippery? Um, like it felt like, um, when Andrew puts a, nah, that's over exaggeration. I was going to say, it feels like when Andrew puts a linoleum down in corners, but it wasn't that bad, but it was slippery. Um, do you feel that the event is worth it to out of state people? Yeah. I do, because especially when you get somebody like Dave Duncan to run the show, and Thunder Road is a world-class facility. So, yeah, I do feel like it. it's definitely worth it. Um, let's see. How many people do you think will do the series that the Toy Box and Thunder Road have planned for this winter? Say you get 15 to 20. What do you think? About that, yeah. Um, yeah, 15 to 20. And that's all he had. So it's going to be a fun series. Um, all right. This one's from Alekins. And there was um, talk underneath it, but we're going to hit the original question or we'll be here all night. And I have jujitsu in an hour. What are your thoughts on sponsored drivers running competitors' products like tires, motors, servos, etc.? Where do you draw the line? And I think this stems from a conversation we had about Reedy stock motors. Reedy has done everything fairly well. Um, their ESCs are great. Their servos are great. Their batteries are great. Their modified motors are great. But as 
any racer with eyes can see if you run a Reedy 17.5 or a Reedy 13.5, you're at a marked disadvantage, like a significant, serious disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And I wish it wasn't true. Um, and Reedy knows this issue, but yet they don't fix it. Um, it's not like it's a new issue. So, like, in the Reedy scenario, the way I see it is Reedy doesn't have a 17.5 or a 13.5. Just like with hobby wing drivers, they don't use hobby wing 17.5 or 13.5. They tried a little bit with the new one, actually, but still, it, it was a step behind the Trinity and the R1 and the Phantom and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think Reedy knows how to fix it, but I don't think they want to play that game. But just talking motors is, well, if you don't give, if you give us a product that, Perform so poorly compared to other competitors, you can't expect us to run your product. And I've seen a few guys, and you know, you go on the B6.4 boards and crap on Facebook, and there's dudes, yeah, I win with the Reedy all the time. Well, that makes me have to wonder about the competition level that makes me and i've i've told these guys you'd win even more if you drop a trinity in your vehicle like will brinton was running a reedy 13.5 at the um associated series and he was flying and he really didn't have much of a challenge except from Emerson Sturgeon a couple of times. But he would have gone even faster if he would have had a different 13.5 in. So, um, where I draw the line is if you're giving us C and B level products in an A level market, your product is null and void. That's where I draw lines. Um, you could not have said that any better. <laughs> Dang. I thought I was going to get pushback on that. <laughs> um, Matt Gundry is wondering, should a national champion be able to run independent class? Well, Matt, if that person has zero sponsors, they should. That goes against the spirit of it. But um, last time I ran independent class was in 2019. And then shortly after, I got sponsored by Donathan. And then it's like, all right, I'm out of independent class for good. I ran it at the Hobbyplex in 2019, and I won by quite a bit. And I felt funny. It, it wasn't the same good feeling as winning that I normally get. 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I sandbag myself. And I've said before on here, I'd rather have a great race with somebody and take second in a B main than win an A main by a lap. Right. Um, you know, and that's just, um, you know, maybe, so if you're talking that, NCTS also, though, if he's talking that race, which I think he is, um, they could just, this could be their last year running independent. This is, it, a lot of people don't realize that it's a series. Like, I don't remember which, I think it was Matthew Michelson I was talking to. And I go, oh, so how do you think you did in the series? It's like, series, what are you talking about? I go, yeah, you realize the NCTS is a series, right? It's best three out of four. He's like, I had no idea. Because he went to Vegas, he went to Oregon, and then Minnesota. And then Kyle went to Vegas, Connecticut, then Minnesota. So, like, them two did the entire series. Well, the entire Michelson family did the entire series and Kyle did the entire series, but that could be a reason why that person was running independent. Maybe, I don't know, was to finish off the series and that'll probably be the last time you see him in independent. Mm-hmm. That was my thought behind that. Um, <laughs> Alan Smith just goes, spec slash, let's go. Eh. You know why spec slash is good? And I figured this out at work. I did. Because everything else, and this is why also why crawling's good. Like when you crawl in between rounds of thunder. Speaking of, I got Joe 3, uh, Enduro Gatekeeper, coming for his birthday. I'm, I'm excited for him because his first RC car was a crawler when he was three years old, but that thing's a pile of garbage, especially in comparison to this. Um, the reason spec slash is so fun is because it's the exact opposite end of the spectrum of everything else we do in RC. It's fun it's silly and it doesn't matter when we're racing a serious class even though in yeah outside of the track it doesn't matter but when we're at the track running expert stock buggy is serious and it's not fun and to me it's the most important thing in the world at that time so I think that's kind of why Spec Slash is so fun is just because it, it's a good break in the day. I right. mean, freaking everybody, everybody in that Spec Slash race had a big-ass smile on their face. Everybody. There were two, heat, two full heats of it. There was a B-main of Spec Slash at an at NCTS event. I mean, that's, and spec slash goes up and down all the time, but it's something that 
Speck Slash. There's Ben Speck Slash in Minnesota since 2008. I mean, a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of wonder if that's why I like the 5T so much. Because you can't do nothing to it, around here at least. At least nothing serious you can't do. And you just mm-hmm. go and have fun. It's a big spec slash. Um, Yeah, no, Alan, I mean, Alan's having fun with it. And I guarantee if he goes to the next dollar event, John Shore will take his out and hack the living shit out of him. And it'll be hilarious and they'll laugh and it won't be serious and they'll have fun doing it. That's the thing. Um, it, when, when you're out there having fun with the spec slash, it almost reminds you why you got into racing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you had a spec slash when you first got into racing, didn't you? Or was it not a spec class? It wasn't a spec class. Yeah. I don't think the 510 ever had spec slash, or if they did, it was short-lived. It was more of an MMR thing, and it's a dollar hobbies thing. But yeah, every every track, it's not my deal, but I get it. And it took me forever. It literally took me till this afternoon at work when I was reading questions and saving them on my phone for this podcast. It's like, why do people like that shit so much? And then it just clicked. It's like, oh, that's why. Because it doesn't matter, but you're still driving an RC car and you're still quote-unquote racing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, do you have anything else? I don't. Well, good luck at the topless. Top, it's a topless nationals, right? Yep. Topless Nationals this Saturday at Ogilvy, and it's going to be a nice day, too. It's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like 67 degrees. So Saturday, because I'm not racing, Beth and I are going to take our um, e-bikes to the brewery after the fight card, and Jelly Bean and Julia's is going to have a food truck out there. I don't know if you've ever... Uh, have you ever eaten Jelly Bean and Julius? I have not. It's an awesome barbecue joint off of Main Street in Oka. It's just a little punk rock hole-in-the-wall barbecue joint, and it's so good. Hmm. So, But they also have a food truck that's going to be at uh, the Ayer Brewery in Elk River, so Beth and I are going to take our e-bikes out there and, yeah. Anyway, sounds like fun. Yeah, it'll be a good time. But yeah, then just remember though, this week, if you do want to race, there's racing. There's a trophy race at Thunder Road. The week after, there's um, the Bone Crusher, and there is the AstroTurf Points race at the Toy Box. Though, I'll I'll say this. You sh- if you're an honorable guy, you should support the Bone Crusher just for what kind of show that is. If you're any kind of a carpet or turf guy or even a clay guy, go support the Toy Box because 
it's going to be rad. I just know it's going to be rad. Uh, Dave LaRue's been working on the jumps and all that stuff, and yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you fly here. Um, Yeah. That was a good one. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm Joser Jr., and with me was Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. Later, guys.